Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? We are back at Unleashed World in Paris, France. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. With me, as always, Chad Sowash. So and our, our buddy, our buddy's back, Herard Mulder, CEO of TextKernel. Nothing like a little parsing and matching. A little to go parsing your, and yeah. matching. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Herard, how are you? I'm great, guys. I'm great, and it's really good to see you. I, I'm so sorry I missed you guys in Vegas. Translation, sorry I couldn't make it to Vegas. Not <laughs> yeah. so much about you guys, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, I like I like the gambling sorry, and the food Sorry and the shows. I missed the blackjack table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dutch Dutch doesn't quite have a Vegas uh, alternative, do they? Yeah, no, they've got the red light district. Amsterdam. <laughs> I guess you gamble with other things when you go to when you go to the red light you, district. You might catch the vonk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all, all of the Netherlands is one big party. You know, it's like it's like we don't need a Vegas. We don't need a Vegas. It's nice to go there. Yeah. So when we last spoke on the European show and, and last saw you guys, uh, the Sovereign acquisition had gone down. Obviously, all all of our listeners know Sovereign, and and now we're learning about you. Give us an update on the U.S. expansion, the challenges, where we are in the timeline. Uh, just a general overview of what's going on with the American... Um, the Dutch invasion of the U.S. The Dutch invasion, yeah. Well, we, we were there first, right? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> New York so, once was New Amsterdam. So, that's a very uh, good point, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, no. What was, but, what was old is now new again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. That's right. Yeah, it's going really well. Um, the, so, you know, when you look at acquisitions like the... the the thing is, of course, like 
how are customers uh, reacting to such a change, but also very much the team, right? So uh, the people at, uh, at Sofran and uh, we haven't lost anybody uh, on the team. They're all really, really great people. And, um, uh, and at the same time, you know, we were doing roughly the same thing. So we understand what Sofran was doing. Different business model. Like, I mean, the way you were carrying out business entirely different. And, and that's to be expected. You've got a, a, a U.S. organization, European organization. You guys, I mean, there were huge differences, were there not? Sovereign was not your typical organization. I know. Well, that's they a good kind of ran things a little loosey-goosey. So you can do that when you have a money printing machine Focused in the on closet. scale, yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess you could no, say. No, so talk think, about that. Yeah. So, I mean, Sovereign, I think, was really happy with where they were yeah. uh, and we're a little bit more ambitious uh, we want to get closer to the customers yeah. and uh, although I must say Sofran uh, always responded really well and the customers really appreciated the service they were providing yeah. I think they proactively were like Sofran wasn't in their DNA to kind of like go to customers and talk mo- more about like what their plans are and what they're looking for and how the product could be, be expanded into uh, you know, the strategic directions where all of these customers are going. And remember, the customers are customers uh, that are either tech providers. So, Sofran is primarily an API business with an yeah. OEM strategy. Yeah. And the really large, large customers like uh, Facebook or Google. Uber yeah. and, and others yeah. that use that uh, uh, are using that technology. So, the great thing about Texternal is that we're, we, we, even though we also do parsing and searching and matching, we do you know, a couple of things more uh, than uh, than Sofran, and our approach to customers is different. So we're implementing that, and that works really, really well. So we're seeing a lot of growth coming from that. And because the product of Sofran is so well engineered, it's really easy, uh, and it's got a great engineering team, it's really easy to add the functionality that external has around, mm-hmm. for instance, skills normalization or profession normalization yeah. or more advanced capabilities around matching into the software mix. So uh-huh. customers can just keep using what they were using, uh, keep using the same great, by the way, because like TextKernel is also learning from Sofran. Yeah. So we're going to stay with their API structure, which is honestly better than ours. Uh, and we're going to actually adopt that and okay. put that uh, as a layer over the TextKernel technology. And so we got a great product with uh, uh, on parsing, on searching, on matching, on data enrichment APIs and jobs data and yeah. sourcing that we can actually start servicing through this really, really easy to integrate software and uh, API and layer. of gambling, I'm going to guess you haven't had a lot of attrition. I'm guessing most people stuck around all. after the acquisition, right? Uh, literally all. Literally yeah. all. Okay. Yeah, and we're yeah. expanding that team, so uh, so that's that's uh, that's, that's fantastic. also uh, great. I, well, I yeah. love Good to hear like the meshing because one of the things that you can see for uh, a lot of M and A that happens, yeah. is a company comes in and they like exact their will on the company that they they actually just bought. Yep. And all the like really cool features and benefits of that the culture the organiza- is the gone. Other, yeah, it yeah. is fucking gone. And you guys have like you, you've you've like dovetailed this and said, look, we do some things really well. You guys do some things really well. Let's see what we can do to round this out. Yeah. And teams respond to that instead of seeing their baby get smothered in the crib, which is what a lot of companies do when they come yeah. in. You guys are like, no. 
love the baby. Let's go ahead and feed it. Let's see, you know, let's and let's 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 grow it. Let's yes. grow that bad boy. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. The, the good the good thing about it is that the model Sofran uh, uses also uh-huh. in terms of like go to markets and and delivery model. Actually, I should say it's not so much to go to market, but more the delivery model. Honestly, to an extent, was really better than what we were doing. I think it was, you could say, like the best kept secret uh, in the HR tech, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you if you see something which is better, then you know why not adopt it, even <laughs> yeah. though you might be four times the size. You know. So we we have a little bit of insight as as a sponsor of the show that yep. most uh, interviewers might not have. How is the 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 transition to? One brand, uh, are we going to keep two brands separate? I know that you're hiring uh, resources and people in the U.S. Talk about that transition of brand and where that is right now. Yeah. So we were not in a rush because both businesses are good. And I I honestly believe that by providing value uh, to the customers in terms of functionality and, you know, we did introduce things like a very clear roadmap for our partners and customers so that they can actually see and comment and give feedback on where we think we should be heading. Uh, And and of course, for for the suffering customers, uh, that meant a, a lot of quick a progression because there's a lot of functionality text kernel could add on to uh, to to the value proposition of uh, Sofran. So we kind of thought like, hey, let's, you know, focus on that first yep. because then we know exactly where we're heading as a company yeah. and it becomes a lot easier to, to then actually start yeah. giving a meaning behind the brand that you actually want to become uh, because the value proposition is clearer. So, so that's that's our that's been our, our goal. Now, we're, now we're ready, and we're saying, okay, next year we're going to go into one brand. Okay. Uh, because actually, Texternal has four brands right now uh, that we're operating, and that's way too much for a company our size. What are the other two? So it's Kila. Uh, so that's uh, uh, the the, yeah. um, the staffing mid office application that yeah. we acquired. Yep. Uh, and Jobfeed, which is our labor market data product. Okay. So so those four brands under one brand, Text Kernel, that we can expect that in in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Hopefully we won't hold you to it. That but that's that's the direction. <laughs> yeah, but putting this out there is kind of like. Uh, uh, but yeah, I it's actually, out there I actually, now. You I actually need it. to do it. I actually need to. Do it. So we're we're hoping June next year that it's all kind of like uh, all there. At Unleash, we've seen a lot of skills talk. Yeah, you have the parsing. You have the mat. But I mean that is all pretty much predicated on skill, right? And being able to line out taxonomies, ontologies, all that other fun stuff. What are you guys doing to be able to amp that up? Because you've been doing this forever now that everybody else is talking about it it's like now it's cool yeah now you, you guys you guys should be up on the stump right say that yeah this is it old almost feels like we need to dust that thing up that we <laughs> like did like 15 years ago and but the market wasn't ready yet you yeah. Know? yeah no we're, dust we're, off the leisure <laughs> suit it's back the parachute pants are back yeah no we're full force on it so uh so it's basically a new and, and we kind of came up with a new product line that we are uh, that we've uh, introduced this year we're calling it data enrichment APIs. Okay. And these data enrichment APIs are about, you can send any piece of text to it. So it's not just a resume or a job. It can be like a year review of, or, a, or a mid-year review of a person. And we can conceptually recognize in any kind of text the skills that are mentioned uh-huh. and then normalize that against our skill structure. And this skill structure relates also to our profession structure. So we know for every job, what are the typical skills that are, are being expected for for a given job? Right, and so you know, like so you have this structure, and then you can start building an ontology. And the ontology 
uh, is is really great because that tells you like, hey, today I might be this, yep. tomorrow I want to become that. Yeah. Which skills are transferable? Which skills are not transferable? Which ones do I miss? And and then the next step is kind of like for these skills that I miss, what do I need to learn and where can I learn that uh, to acquire those skills? Is that in house or do I need to actually go out house? Now we're not a learning platform and we're not a uh, talent management system. Yeah. Uh, so, so what we really want to do as a company, and this is kind of like our parsing and matching OEM strategy. Yeah. We want to kind of like create a common understanding of this language of skills for the industry, and it's starting to work because uh, uh, quite a few systems are starting to adopt this. And the more that adopt it, the easier it becomes to. Uh, uh, to talk to each other and to actually create networks. Are these L and D systems? These are learning and de yeah, development so, systems. So, uh, learning and development systems uh -huh. are 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 starting to adopt it. Uh, talent management systems are starting ATSs. Okay. So, and that's really great because uh, so so just a really practical example. Say you're a talent management system or a learning and development system, and you talk to a large corporate. They might have their own skill structure. Adopting that into your own system is really hard if right. you if you can't if your technology is not able to automatically turn their data into a structure that is in terms of concepts the same uh, as what your system yeah. is using right and adopting to all different kinds of skill sets is really hard to maintain and customers are not maintaining it yeah but but in fact it's actually the foundation on which many of these applications are built and decisions are made so that's what we're trying to uh, accomplish. Applicant tracking systems and some of these systems are already your clients. Yes. So therefore, this is this is expanding the capabilities with clients that you already have for needs, which is obviously also increasing wallet share for you guys. Yes. Yeah. We're not we're like we're no you know like, like we we do want to make money. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we definitely imagine do. that. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mm, 
nachos. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. So I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of focus, a lot of, you know, consolidate brands and really focus on that, but I, we're also seeing a lot of companies on sale. We're yeah. seeing the economy, you know, take a dip. Oh, um, M&A. Yeah, let's talk M&A for a second. Uh, is, that, is that on the radar? Are you, are you always looking at opportunities? Maybe what kind of categories are, are hot right now that, that, that's on your radar? Talk about M&A for 2023. Yeah, so for, for, for us, yeah, as we are kind of like, we have a component strategy, right? So, so we offer our components, and of course, these components all work together. There's a great story I can tell you about a recent deal we did with Telefonica uh, in, in Germany. It's, I, love, I love that example, but I won't go into that now. So what we're trying to look at are companies like, like Aquila, who is a best-of-breed mid-office solution, where we can add a lot of value with our AI uh, technology and capabilities to, to kind of like expand our offering for certain market segments. And so mid-office in staffing was an interesting one for us to enter okay. into. And, uh, but another one where I'm looking at right now are topics like conversational AI, uh, things where we believe Hey-oh. we can actually really, <laughs> really, really make a difference. Yeah. Uh, wow. w- because because we can make those chatbots much smarter uh, than they are today. We we did some like like in the past with uh, Maya. You remember Maya? Oh yeah. Step yeah. So we did yeah, some yeah. tests with them at, at at some customers where we were feeding Maya with kind of like you know say compare like a hundred profiles to 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 a job, yeah. right? And then, so what What are these profiles missing? So these are rich da- data sets that you're providing them that they have no clue of what's even happening. And then, therefore, they can fill the, the gaps yes. through yeah. the questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And st- initiate the conversation. Yeah. So that's what I, I so that's what I like. Like okay. so the news is out. I'm looking for. <laughs> you have a red phone that in the main capital, don't you? Just a just a direct line into yeah. the into sugar daddy. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. We're going to be watching that in 2023 for sure. That'll Amen. be really cool. Really cool. So so when you take a look at the landscape today, other than what you guys are doing, because that's exciting. I I love how you're looking at different ways to inject the technology data sets. I mean, into all these different areas, but beyond that. What do you think is exciting out there that's not just noise? Because there's a shit ton of noise. What is not noise? What is real? I mean, you, there's so many things that are happening. As he looks out over the expo floor. Most of the who's who is here, I would say. But yeah, oh, yeah. if there's anyone outside of the yeah. conference. Well, 
apart from you guys, of course, always, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, uh, a, we're a rocket ship. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna call out one particular one because you know I work with all of them. How about it's so hard for me, guys? So hard for me. It's a bit preaching for my own choir, but I, okay. I really, I really think that today what's happening around skills and making so. I think a lot of companies are touching upon a really important topic uh-huh. uh, around how can we make the economy uh, better able to kind of like respond to talent shortages in the future, right? Especially like in the US, it's a little, I mean, I, there's huge talent uh, shortage and there's also skills gap. But in Europe, it's even worse and it's going to become much worse because our kind of like buildup of the population is just a vertical, right? There is no pyramid there at all. So we're going to have to be extremely efficient in developing people and using people's capabilities to the fullest. And I think that's actually, I see that trend happening here. And and that's also why we're into into this topic very much, because I think it's going to be so important and so needed uh, to kind of like solve this huge gap. And, and, you know, it used used to always be kind of like, when we were say, talking about us ourselves as an AI company, and I think we're going to change that a little bit into a company that creates this common understanding and connects people and jobs better. Uh-huh. But uh, and because it's AI, but it's not only AI, right? Um, but when we were talking about AI in the past, we were always a little bit careful. Like we're we're the AI that's not stealing your job. We're actually helping you find a job. You know what I mean? But nowadays, I actually think we're going to really need a lot of AI and robots to get the work done. Because otherwise, we're all going to be like waiting forever. Supply chain, supply yes. chain failures, and that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, robots, conversational AI. I love talking to Harard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always a pleasure, Harard. For our listeners that want to know more about TextKernel, where would you send them? I would tell them to uh, textkernel.com, and they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, anybody in the team? We have a team in the US. We have a team in Europe. Other spoiler, probably next year we'll oh. be have a team in APEC. Oh, Ooh. that's expansion, kids. I feel Ooh. M&A happening there, too. <laughs> Remember, Chad, if it ain't Dutch, it ain't much. <laughs> we out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.